Good afternoon and welcome to New Beginning Radio, where we are planting seeds today for a better tomorrow, walking you out of the darkness and into the light. Not only are we talking about the issues, but we are finding solutions for the problems that we deal with every day. And joining me today is my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Mr. Gooch, how are you today? I'm doing great, Miss Sanders. How are you today? I'm absolutely wonderful. How was your week? Man, it's almost perfect getting getting better. Wow. How was yours? Mine was great. You know, mine is always hanging out with family and friends, so mm-hmm. I'm really, really good. You know. So did you have a good Christmas? I did. I did. I spent. I'm one of those people that spend a little bit too much too, money oh. and will regret it when American Express come out. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, did you remember the reason for the season? Uh, yeah, I did, but I have these little kids that don't understand the reason for the, for the season. But, okay. yeah, we oh. had a good time. Okay. Good time. Well, good deal, good deal. Well, I'm excited about this week's broadcast. Yes, and so am I. So am why, I. Why are you excited? I'm excited because I always call women that come on my program beautiful women. So I'm sitting here with this most beautiful woman today. And the amazing thing about that, I had seen a video a couple of years ago that she did on domestic violence. And my thought was, who is this woman? You know, why, how did she get all of these little nuggets from all these little, you know, people to, to actually go and shoot the, the video? Mm-hmm. And it was done with so much passion, you yeah. know. And what I do at the Geneva Foundation was just, just dealing with women's as well right. and wanted to meet her and called a couple times and wasn't able to get her. But a good friend of mine put us in contact with each other. Because I kept saying, I'm going to meet this woman. He she is amazing. It. Yes. He just knew it. Yes, and I'm happy to have her here Awesome, today. awesome. Yeah. Well, be okay if I start with a word of prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, dear Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for uh, awakening us to a new day and, Lord, a new year. And, Lord, we just uh, thank you for the, the new causes and the new purposes with which you will align us. And, Father, we give you the praise and glory for it. And, Father, we just... Uh, we want to do better this year than we did last year and we want to diligently seek your perfect will for all of our lives and father um we do your will and um, we would do it for your glory and father we thank you for our guests that have been on the show uh in the previous year and we thank you for the lineup that we have this year and father we thank you for our very special guests that will be here uh, this afternoon lord we just uh, pray for those who are listening Lord, that they will be encouraged, informed, and inspired uh, by whatever message comes forth from this particular broadcast. And once again, Lord, we'll give you the praise and we'll give you the glory for every good thing that will take place in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are just thoroughly excited. But before we bring on our special guest, you touched a minute about the Geneva Foundation. Can we go into that maybe sure, for just a sure. little bit more? The Geneva Foundation is a nonprofit organization. And what we do, we deal with women with all kinds of crises, but nine forms of abuse, mm-hmm. whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually. Uh, it doesn't matter <clears throat> because when we're in a dark place, we need to have someone to come and show us light. That's so true. that's one of the things that we do. We, we have people realize <clears throat> if there are things going on in their life, the most important thing is is to accept that, acknowledge it, 
and let's move forward to something even better. Because, you know, I know one thing when I was going through my trial, I couldn't serve God the way that I needed to serve God mm -hmm. because there was a lot of missing pieces there. Right, you right. know, and once I understood that the things that I was going through, there was a purpose for it. And once I realized that, I was able to come out of that dark place mm -hmm. into the light. So we're excited about what we're doing with the Geneva Foundation. Absolutely. Yes. You've done well. Yeah, I must say. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about I'm Free and exactly what it is that um, your nonprofit does as well. Okay. So I'm Free Incorporated. The, the name came from my salvation. Mm -hmm. um, John eight thirty six said, "If the Son therefore shall make you free, you mm -hmm. shall be free indeed." And I found my freedom with life plus sixty years in prison. Mm -hmm. And God inspired me to come up with a curriculum to help guys that are coming out of prison so that they can remain out of prison and uh, to, you know, to combat recidivism. And so that's what I do. I help transitioning citizens or returning citizens. I call them ex-offenders because they don't come here with, with the ability right, to right. vote or anything else. Right. But, um, but that's what we do. We have a three to six month program to help them have a smooth transition into society. That's and so again, we give God all the glory for mm. it. Yes. But yes. it's not about us. No, it's not. It's never <laughs> okay. about us. So we are, are privileged and we have the distinction of intervie interviewing and introducing to some, somebody that we have a lot of respect for. Absolutely. And I saw that same video. Yes. And I just knew one day it would come full circle. Yes. And so we are here with the deputy chief of the Vicksburg Police Department in Vicksburg, Mississippi, Penny Jones. And we're excited to have you. Now, how was your new year? My new year was wonderful. Good. Still on the land of the living. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. We've got a lot to be yes. thankful for. Yes. So I, I've i read so much about mm -hmm. you. And um, just articles after articles after article. And um, you've got a lot of exploits, uh, a lot of awards. And you have championed many causes. Mm -hmm. And as a deputy chief of police, you've got a lot of concerns. You're in a community or in a town that has uh, was on the forefront of the gaming in Mississippi. You got a big tourism um, draw. You got a lot of stuff going on, but you're fighting crime. Yes. Um, but let's start from Little Penny. Yes. <laughs> start from scratch. Yes. Okay. Again, I am Penny Jones. I am from Vicksburg, Mississippi, an original native. Uh, I want to say that maybe at an early age, we lived in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and I think we lived there probably maybe about four or five years. But it was so long ago, I can't tell you much about it. I remember some things, but not a lot. You remember the snow, don't you? I remember the snow, <laughs> okay. and I definitely remember that it was really cold, yes, and I'm yes. glad that I'm not in that area because I'm always cold. Right. So right. it's I love to go visit to see the snow, but definitely nowhere that I think I would want to live. I yes, understand. Yes, yes, but otherwise I've been here all of my life. Uh, I graduated from Vicksburg High School. Um, in my latter age, um, I actually went to college, Heinz Community College, when I graduated from college. Um, but I started working, started accumulating bills, and then I had my first daughter. Okay. And uh, after I had her, I just felt like I was going to put school on the back burner. I always yearned to go back to school. And originally, I went to school to be a nurse. 
Really? So all my life, I've always been in the game of wanting to help. Help, help, help. That was me all the time. It's good. It's so good. Um, after some years passed, I was able to get on the police force. So and back in 1999. So I still yearned and longed for education. Um, but the longer I worked in law enforcement, um, being a victim of domestic violence myself, I was exposed to so many cases with women uh, who were abused. Wow. And it was an eye-opener for me to feel like at some point I got to help. I want to get involved, the things that I want to do. So from mm -hmm. the time I really started on the police force in 1999, I've been an advocate for domestic violence. I've always been the one that the guys will come to and say, hey, I got this situation. Can you help her? Can we do this? Can we do that? Wow. But eventually, um, I went back to school. I went to Alcorn State University so I can go ahead and get my degree. So I was able to get my bachelor's degree. And I just recently in May got my master's degree. So uh, I am now yes, I am now uh, taking some more classes because I thought about a double master's. But I'm thinking about maybe Ph.D. So it's, yeah, so it's wow. it's a it's a process. It's a thought. So I'm, yes. I'm not 100 percent on it. But um, that so far, um, being at the police department, I've had an opportunity to uh, work in narcotics. I've been a detective. I worked in the, um, like I say, the domestic violence division. I've been the watch commander where I've run the shift. Uh, and I've been the patrol commander. And I am now the deputy chief of patrol. So um, when did you decide you wanted to go to the police department? And what prompted that decision? Well, I had a, a, a very good friend. In fact, he and I have been friends probably, I'm, I'm 48 years old. So we've probably been friends for 40. Let, let me say this. Uh, <laughs> folks, y'all can't see, but you need to look her up because she doesn't look 48. Yeah. Uh, you know, now you, you, you got to tell the truth on the show now. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Um, but he would often talk to me because, again, before I came to the police department, um, my focus was always helping somebody yeah. even though it seems kind of strange mm -hmm. that a police and helping somebody mm -hmm. are those the same thing mm -hmm. but it is it's one and the same so um he asked me he said you ever thought about being a narcotic agent and i was like narcotics mm, no never really thought about it he said i just think you would be a good police officer so already my aunt who lives in Michigan, she's a retired police officer. Really? And my dad was a police officer in Michigan when we were younger, when we stayed there. In Detroit? In Detroit. So we just eventually <laughs> moved back know. here. <laughs> wow. So and then I have cousins, you know, so many people who were in law enforcement in my family. So uh, he kind of talked me into it. And I'm glad he did because I just spun out of control from that point on. You wow. know, everything just started happening for me. So I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, of and being a police officer has, I think, at this point, is where I need to be with what I want to do with my ministry. With what right. makes me happy. Right, yes. right. Mm -hmm. I was listening to your story and I was also going back to the video what I was so captivated by. In dealing with women that, that have gone through some type of abuse, you know, domestic violence is always the big thing. And um, and sometimes we don't realize in October, of course, that's Domestic Violence Month. And we celebrate, we, we, we talk about so many different things that's going on, but sometimes we forget after October 
that is still going on 365 hmm. days a year, you know. And, and we just have to be able to, I, I know I get emotional when you're talking about people that are going through some kind of problem, issues. So how, how do you separate? Because I have a hard time separating. Mm -hmm. When there's somebody's hurting and they're sitting next to me, only thing I want to do is become a mama again. And you want to hug them and you want to take care of them. You want to tell them it's okay. And sometimes I don't know how to separate myself from this to keep me from taking it home. I got you. I understand. Well, domestic violence should be a topic that should be discussed really every day. Every day. It should yes. be like the TV in yes. your home. It's something that we turn on every day. Yes. Right. We're getting information from that TV yes. every day. So um, it's hard sometimes to separate it. But I guess considering as long as I have been in law enforcement, I've been exposed to so many different types of cases. Mm. Um, so many cases that I have myself taken to the district attorney's office to present to the grand jury. Mm. Um, I've gotten adjusted to some women... Um, for a lack of better terms you you want to say you're helping them but sometimes you don't yeah. um, and then it bothers me sometimes that I help so much and then in the end I end up being the one that yes. looks like okay well you look like the food she's right back <laughs> yes. with it right. so that right. does hurt but mm -hmm. you can't look at it no, that way no. you got to think about there's somebody else who's in a situation who really wants the help yes. right. so I, I, I can spin it off my shoulder and I can move forward to the mm -hmm. next person now. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't bother me as much anymore. The only thing that bothers me, I just want to make sure that I am helping. Yes. Right. One person yes. at a time. Yes. 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 You know, there's a there's a saying that says you you can't guarantee that you'll make every shot that you shoot, but you can guarantee that you'll miss every shot you don't take. So you've got to make the effort yes. and and you know let lead the results to whatever the process is. Yes. So that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And people always say if you can help one, yes. you've done your job. Yes. And hopefully that one can help two and two to help four, and it goes on and on and Correct. on. Correct. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean I take my hat off to you for yes. the things that you're doing because yes. it is amazing because you know we never know who needs help i mean you could see the woman driving the the big huge truck you know hair all put together face all together everything is going good but underneath all of that mm -hmm. there is a tremendous issue Yes. That sometimes we don't know how to deal with it, and that person doesn't know how to deal with it because we don't want people to know what's going on inside. I call this my house. What's right. going on inside my right. house? Right. You know, because we think that we're going to be judged by, you know, our peers or people around us. And we always put up that front when you realize, and this is something that happened that I found out from a cousin of mine, is that one of her best friends, doctor, committed suicide. Wow. Just happened New Year's Day. Wow. And nobody knew what was going on with her because she always walked around like everything was absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. There was no you know, there was no problems, no issues. Right. So I always say you have to be mindful of what you say to another person right. because any little thing could take you to another place. Yes. You know and speaking of that, I remember you've always been you know, you've always had this persona and you've always looked, never looked like what you had been, gone through and really no one knew. But you found yourself getting free 
when you came out and began to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, and it had gotten to the point where, I mean, my biggest thing was always go to work. When something hurt me, instead of going hurt somebody else, I would go to work. And because I was told a long time ago, if you're going through some stuff, you go to work, you can pay your light bill, your phone bill. They won't come and cut off or take things that that uh, <laughs> that you don't need taken because you and you're depressed. Mm-hmm. So people used to think I was an overachiever because I worked so much. They have no idea. I was just trying to keep my mind. And escaping I, into Yes, I was into. trying to escape all the things that was bothering me. And I just wanted to, I thought that was my freedom. Right. Well, you know, some people are, are embarrassed oh, yeah. uh, and don't want people to know what they're going through. They don't want to be judged. Right. So Absolutely. many people don't want to be judged. And for a prime example, Pastor Sweezer, Linda Sweezer, she has a conference every year. And of course, I attend and I mm-hmm. speak on domestic violence mm-hmm. issues. And one thing that prompted me to my ministry is the Penny Center. Um, what made me decide that this has got to be something that I really need to do was because that my topic was called domestic violence. Okay. So I couldn't get anybody to come into my classroom to hear me the first time. Right. Right. So I couldn't understand. I would get people to come by and I started explaining to them what I was doing. So after the conference was over, they will come to me and say, can I talk to you? Oh, right. Right. So I wanted to talk to you in private. I didn't want mm-hmm. people to see me in here mm-hmm. talking to you because yes. they don't know what's going on oh, with me. Wow. So I started getting people to, I, I had my cards. People started calling me on the phone because they couldn't believe that this topic was out there. People was willing to talk to you yeah. about it. And there was actually yes. help out there. Yes. So people started calling me. I was able to get them in touch with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, what they needed to do as far as getting away. Right, right. Um, I, my, my topic is finding a way out on my mm-hmm. video. Just giving them right. all the tools mm-hmm. that they needed to do mm-hmm. what needed to be done. And I was saying, it's got to be a way that I could get this, I say maybe in a classroom mm-hmm. setting where I could yes. have some students. And I know you talked yes. about graduation. Yes. Somebody got to hit us. I got to yes. keep on going. Yes. And that's what prompted yeah. me to the Penny Center. Wow. So the next year when Pastor gave the uh, the uh, uh, conference again, I say, I got to change my topic. Yes. I got to change my topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was called Violence in the Home. Mm-hmm. I didn't put domestic violence mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. It was so many people coming in my class. Right. So I was able to go ahead and get the domestic violence topic out then. Not only did I talk about adults with domestic violence, I was able to talk about teens right. and how it affects your children, your yes. young children, oh, yes. when yes. they get to be teens, when yes. they get to be adults. Right. So I had an opportunity to give out that information. But it's sad to say sometimes you have to change the topic to get oh, the people absolutely. in. Absolutely. So that's exactly what I ended that's, up doing. So I was able great. to reach a lot of that people and still help a lot of people. So I said, I, I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to feed more. I got to, I got to make some more chili yes, i gotta yes, fix some more put some yes. more chili in the bowls i gotta serve yes. this chili i gotta give it to these people yes. so it, it just the penny center came up tell us about the penny center okay the penny center is a non-profit organization that supports the right of all individuals especially women and girls in our community to live in peace and dignity that's it yes that's the key word yes dignity. peace and dignity because when you're going through a trial or tribulation in your life you feel like you don't have nothing and it's all being taken by another human being. Yes. And nobody has that right. 
Yes. Mm. And so, so when you can teach people that, that you don't have to be there, you can overcome that and look at it as this is something that happened to you, but yet and still, you have to go and tell somebody else. Exactly. That's mm. a test for a testimony for somebody else so God can get the glory. Exactly. Yeah. Now before, but you mentioned that you too were a victim of domestic violence. Yes. To the degree that you feel the liberty, would yes. you mind sharing? Okay. So when I was, I'm going to say younger, um, I had to be 16, 17 years old, just really getting in the feel of being in a relationship with mm-hmm. someone. So it was, it was fun. I thought it was love. Mm, yes. I thought it was something for somebody to feel jealousy for you. They didn't want you to talk to anybody else like, okay, well, he just loves me on his own. Mm -hmm. But when the abuse started coming, Mm -hmm. physical abuse, Mm -hmm. no, I've never experienced this with my dad. In fact, Hmm. My dad has only whooped me one time in my life, only once. And I thought that was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me because I was the girl. I was just his girl. I was his love. Mm -hmm. So Uh, it was it was different for me. Like my my dad didn't do this. And never in my life has my dad ever touched my mom, ever. Mm -hmm. I never experienced Mm -hmm. it. I never saw it. Now, of course, you would see some things on TV, but that was TV. But to, to experience it in real life, it was just so different for me. But. I dealt with it for so many years. Mm. Um, listening to my mom telling me, hey, you got to get out this relationship. My brothers, hey, I don't like him. In fact, I think my brothers probably jumped on him on more than one occasion. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, okay. I accepted it for a long time. So, eventually, I was able to just really move on with my life with mm-hmm. the help of somebody else who had Thanks been a victim of domestic yes. violence. Okay. So, somebody helped me. Mm-hmm. So, when I eventually was able to get on the police department, I never forgot that. So, I, when I started seeing going to calls, when I saw it myself, right. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is something rampant. This is happening yeah. all the time. Oh, because yeah. I did a piece last year. Um, and it, In fact, I did it in, in the month of October. So when I was given the statistics of domestic violence, it had we had responded to over 340 something cases of domestic violence, which meant we have went to a domestic violence call more than one time a day in Vicksburg. Right. Yes, in Vicksburg. Oh in wow. Vicksburg. So it just domestic violence is just not uh, physical abuse, right. oh, mental yeah. abuse, mental oh, just emotional. mental abuse, Goodness, and then yes. it, the, your children experiencing mm-hmm. it, right. because domestic violence is um, it's between a parent and a child, mm-hmm. husband, wife, mm-hmm. right. and those type things, so um, it, it just it just happens mm-hmm. every day, because domestic violence is a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. used to control a person, yeah, right. so that is just That's domestic it. violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've with the people that she's been dealing with, with that Miss Sanders has been dealing with, we've seen pretty much, a, I would say the full spectrum, you know, because even siblings mm-hmm. uh, and incest and yes. all of that, you know, yes. um, we've seen just just a lot of lot of things. And I know being in law enforcement, if you get the calls, yes, because you know we know what the statistics say, yes, but those are reported mm-hmm. stats, and yes. you know there are so many that go that go unreported so in your work when or do you remember a time where you're still in the process um, did you reach a point when you felt I am free of whatever happened to me yes I felt like I was free when I started helping so it wasn't just about me 
I felt free because I was able to use what I went through to start helping other people. So it was like a release of energy saying, hey, I'm helping this person. I'm and look what she's done. Mm -hmm. One particular person, in fact, this past October when we had, uh, we were at the YMCA and we did a piece down there. And that's when I originally presented the Penny Center. Um, a friend of mine who I actually worked a domestic, my, my first major domestic violence case with, uh, where there was really um, some physical damage that was done. Um, she was hit by a vehicle. He hit her with a car. Mm. Her leg was broken, uh, bone shattered. Um, just so much physical damage done to her body. But I talked with her probably some days prior to that with her just meeting her with her telling me what was going on and how she was concerned about this young man right. uh, may possibly try to hurt her. So eventually when the call came out days later, just days later from me talking to her and I got to the cop, didn't know it was her. But when I got there, found out it was her. It was oh just mind blowing just to see somebody in that position. Mm that was so hurt um but from that point on i stayed with the family i made sure i i presented that case I, they couldn't tell me no that they weren't gonna prosecute so he actually got 60 years wonderful wow. 60 years <laughs> so I, I i made uh a connection with the family Man. great friends with the entire family oh, now in fact she and i are great friends that's she'll right. tell me she'll, if you ask her if you just say my name what's wrong with her do I need to come to her what oh, I, yeah. I, she loves mm. Penny Jones okay. there's so many people that I have helped they never forget me they'll no, call and ha ask me not. how I'm doing we'll see each other places especially the ones that I have gotten out of the situation now you got a whole lot of men that don't like Penny Jones okay. imagine that yes Right. They yeah. don't like me because right. they know that I don't play about right. domestic violence. That's good. That's that, is, good. that is good because mm -hmm. you're the voice. Yes. You're the voice. Let mm -hmm. me ask you this. You were going through all those trials and tribulations with, with uh, was it your husband? No, it no, was just my boyfriend. Your boyfriend? Mm -hmm. What light switch came on inside of you? My brother, who is now deceased, he was in a car accident. One night, um, we had gotten into it. Um, and I left his house and I came home. So he eventually, he followed me over there, came over there sometime later. So he hit me in front of my brother. So of course my mom was there. So, you know, and my other brother wasn't here. So my brother assaulted him and beat him so bad mm -hmm. that I knew I didn't want my brother to go to jail. Right, right. I didn't want him to get in trouble yes, because of something that I was doing that I could control. Yeah. So mm. from that point on, I left him alone. Wow. I left him alone. My dad, in fact, my family, we all had like a little family meeting. My mom, my dad, and my brothers, we all sat down and we talked. And my dad was like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Whatever I can do to help you. Just please let me know. Mm. You know, it's like my family was pleading for me. An mm. intervention. Yes. yes. So from that point on, when everybody got up and walked away, it walked away from me too. I, I never went back to him. We still were able to be friends. In fact, if he see, if I ask him for something now, he'll probably go to the bank and borrow it and get whatever he has yeah. to do for me. Just great, great friends. Right. But we did at some point in my career. He called me and apologized and told me how proud he was mm -hmm. of me. 
and how sorry he was yes. for the things that he did to yes. me. Yes. So that was a, another release. Mm, that so, was probably something that you thought he would never do. I never thought I would ever hear <laughs> that from God, him. God, you something. I'm yes. feeling that one. I'm yes. feeling it too. Never thought I would hear it. But when I walked away from him, I finally, I love my brother, truly loved him. Yes. So it was enough for what he did that night. It was like, I'm, I'm going to kill this man. I'm, I, I, oh. I'm, so it was enough for me to say, I'm not going to send my brother to prison because he's not going to let him do anything to me. No matter how many small things he did mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. my mom would tell my brother, just stay out of it. Leave mm -hmm. it alone. Don't go over mm -hmm. there. He would go over to his house, mm -hmm. knock on the door. The he would see him somewhere. <laughs> yes, he would see him somewhere. He didn't care. He was going to, hey, you oh, touched my right. sister. You did this to my sister. Oh, you made my sister oh, cry. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. it was just enough to say, hey. You got to stop it. Mm -hmm. You don't want one of your family members. It could, he could have easily, what if he had a gun and just shot my brother? Yes. Right. So it, that probably yes. would have just took me on out. Yes. But otherwise, some people don't think about that. You know, what they put their family through when they continue to be in a, in a bad situation the way that they do. But the Penny Center, I'm so hoping and praying that it will get through to so many people because some women don't have the opportunity to have a job. They're at home. The man is taking care of the, all the bills, the mm -hmm. lights. Mm -hmm. He's paying the car note. He's Thank doing you. everything. So they don't have a way out. Right. So I want them to know that there is a it way is. out. I, I want to teach them computer skills, mm -hmm. how to uh, build a resume, mm -hmm. um, defensive tactic training. Mm -hmm. You know, right. teach them how to fight. You got to mm -hmm. know how to fight. You got to right. be able to protect yourself. That's That's right. Right. So I, it's just so many avenues that I want to go through to get out this information and from one person to the next. Mm -hmm. And not only just in Vicksburg, I would hope that it will go even further to the Claiborne County area, to oh, Fayette, yes. uh, Natchez, yes. wherever it needs yes. to go, to bus them in. We're going to teach them whatever mm -hmm. they need to learn so I can mm -hmm. just help as many people as I can. Yes. So, And I don't want it to just be a woman thing, building up uh, uh, women, but I do. Yeah, I want to build us up. I want women to know that you can actually <laughs> take care of help yourself. Yes, you that brings in another subject you're talking about doing. The need is so great mm -hmm. that there needs to be something like that. You know, I tell Ms. Sanders all the time, what you do, uh, it needs to be nationwide. Mm -hmm. And and what you're doing needs to be nationwide. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's not enough harvest out there That's for everyone. <laughs> there's that a lot so going on. And I think where people can collaborate um, well, Stephen Covey said one plus one makes three. And so you get more synergy when the more things are happening together. But you mentioned something about it's for women, and, and Sanders deals with women. Mm -hmm. And victims tend to, female victims tend to deal with women because Absolutely. they feel the women. Yeah. But there are male victims as well. Yes. Most of them are the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that what I'm doing is helping to diversify the the work, so to speak, and catch these guys. And we're finding out that many of them will confess, I really don't want to be this way. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I do this. Mm -hmm. And are willing to, to get help if, if, if it's provided. But again, they won't come up front. It's Correct. just 
Men are embarrassed. They are embarrassed. I've dealt with many men with domestic violence that have come and talked with me that are just so embarrassed at the fact that I'm supposed to be the man of the household and I can't control or do anything on my own. Mm -hmm. And I have talked with them. I've helped many men to get out that situation just as well as women. Right. Right. So right. Um, it's not just a, a, a woman thing. Men get abused all the time. Mm -hmm. Physical, mental. Yes, and then a lot of times, yes, mm -hmm. and a lot of times, women abuse men who have been abused themselves. Mm -hmm. So they finally find someone yes. that they can take control of their mind. Yes. yes. So, yes. and then you have that male figure who didn't have a male figure in his life mm -hmm. and feel like, okay, well, at least somebody loves me. Mm -hmm. I can sit here and take this so long. I got a girl. I got a girlfriend. I got a wife. Mm -hmm. um, she's doing these little things for me. Maybe this counts for something. Right. So, and they just accept it. Wow. But it doesn't have nothing. No abuse has to, it's no excuse for any mm -hmm. abuse. Well, that was a mouthful. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back with Deputy Chief of Police of Vicksburg, Mississippi, Penny Jones. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a really good read, one that will encourage you and inspire you, I encourage you to pick up The Legacy of Geneva, The Gift of a Mother's Wisdom, written by the beautiful Miss Colleen Sanders, who took the wisdom of her mother, the late Geneva Williams, and put all of the, her precious nuggets in a book. Her mother passed early and left her to raise nine brothers and sisters. Before Geneva Williams left, she warned Colleen of the harm and the abuse that would soon come her way in the absence of her mother. And it did happen. But she remembered all of the wisdom that her mother poured into her and it became her means of survival. Thousands have benefited from the wisdom as Colleen has shared with so many others. And now she has launched Legacy 1000, and that is to put 1,000 of these books into the prison for incarcerated females, 79% of whom have also gone through various forms of abuse. Pick up your copy today on Amazon.com. All proceeds go to support Geneva Foundation. You'll be glad you did, and we thank you for your support. Well, we are back. Thank you for staying with us. We are again here with Deputy Chief of Police of Vicksburg, Mississippi, Miss Penny Jones. And Miss Sanders, you had some yes. questions that you I, I look at a lot of things that you've done uh, as being a police officer. And now you're a professor at Alcorn State University. Yes, Alcorn and State all the University. All the wonderful things that you're doing. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm not working hard enough. <laughs> so I, I want you to talk to us a little bit about being a professor okay. at, at Alcorn State. You know, we look at some people and say, okay, they do one thing, but, but you have all these yes, wonderful I, things that you do. I think doing. I'm a woman of many, <laughs> many, many talents. Yes. Uh, I, sometimes my friends say, hey, she, she's got about 20 or 30 jobs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 jobs. But um, of course, you know, I, I am a, a police officer sure. still. Um, so, of course, I finished at Alcorn State University, but prior to me getting my master's, one of my professors came to me and he said, you know what? He said, a lot of the students have been asking about how could they become a police officer? Oh, so I was like, really? I say, well, we need as many police officers as we can get. I say, if I can recruit some, you know, some kids to yes. come in after they graduate, yes, that would be great. be great. So he said, I tell you what, he said, 
I want you to shadow along with me with this class. It's called The Police. So I was like, oh, well, wow. that'll be fine. Mm. So on Monday nights, I would come down to Alcorn and I would work with he and I together side by side. So I had an opportunity to get some of the guys to come and teach about how to do fingerprints, mm -hmm. how to work a crime scene, oh. how to work a case file. Um, how you respond when you go to calls mm -hmm. and then the perception of how people look at police officers. Yes. Right. So I was able to incorporate that in his class. So we were able to get, even though we, we got only a couple of people to join our force, but right. uh, they they went so many other places. I had some, some girls to go to FBI, uh, some wow. girls that went to Fish and Wildlife. So they were able to go different places because they enjoyed their class. So it was a feel for actually seeing one-on-one -on -one as to how it is to be a police officer because the perception of a police officer is, yeah. is so bad sometimes. Yeah. Yes. You got some good police officers oh, and you got some bad police. Yes. And then not only that, you got good people and you got yeah, bad, bad people. people. Yes. Of course. So people just look at us a lot different, different. because they expect us to do so much more because we are here to serve mm -hmm. and protect. But however, after I taught that class alone with him, he was like, when we have a position open, he said, I think you should consider it. So the position became available. Oh, wow. I was able to get the job. So I teach criminology right now. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm looking forward to um, not this semester, but next semester mm -hmm. to teach the police again. Because so many kids wanted to get in that class again. <laughs> so I, I'm enjoying it. I love it. So for them, especially on, from my standpoint of view, they see it from a police officer mm -hmm. standpoint of view as right. to how this really is. And some of the things that I taught them, it was like, I didn't know that you could do that. Oh, I didn't know this was this way. I didn't know oh, this was wow. that way. So sometimes when people can act no different than the penny center, mm -hmm. right. being exposed to right. something Absolutely. from somebody who Absolutely. actually knows yes. Yes. and somebody speaking to you about something they actually know, yes. it helps more. Yeah, it right. does. Absolutely. It does. Because sometimes, you know, if it's just in a textbook and that person haven't had that experience, right. You can only talk about what's in the textbook. You can Correct. talk about your personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Correct. Wow. That so is no amazing. different than the professor. He was teaching a class, mm -hmm. but when I came in, I made it a little bit more interesting. Absolutely. They saw it one-on-one, -on -one, especially being the canine, the actual dog himself. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like, and then hiding some drugs. And then, you know, people would say, no, they, they put that in there. They put that in there. <laughs> well, you got an opportunity to put it somewhere. Nobody else sees it, but you and the right. dog go right to it. And you know we're not lying on you. No, they can do it. They can do it. Oh, yes, wow. yes. yes. Wow. So you you introduced the life application of the theoretical concepts they learn in the textbooks. Correct. That's that's correct. That's, that's awesome. And that's the way I plan on continuing to teach the class, to give them that one-on-one -on -one experience mm -hmm. as to what I see on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. if it's something that they want to do, They'll do it based on, okay, I've already been exposed to it. I like it. And I already got a feel for what I know how to do. Um, being a detective, uh, working homicide. So some of the things that you're going to be exposed to seeing. So I wanted to see it one-on-one -on -one because law enforcement, it has to be a calling. It has to right. be something mm -hmm. that you want to do. You now, if you're in it because you already a, a, a thief out on the street <laughs> and you're trying to get your foot in the door, eventually you're going to... You, you, you that picture is going to be painted of you. Yes. We'll see that. Yes. Right. But for right. it to be genuinely inside of you, you see it every day. Wow. Yes. wow. That is amazing. That's good. So tell me about some of those wonderful awards that you've gotten. Well, as far as domestic violence is concerned, I have worked so many cases with domestic violence. So many people have been 
placed in contact with me mm -hmm. uh, about domestic violence, people that heard that, uh, hey, if you need some help, that's the person that you need that's to go good. through. So the attorney general office realized that my name was like every time, if they call this different, because I've talked to so many different agencies, they will call the agency and they will remember my name. Yes. So out of all the other investigators, I was chosen number one in uh, Mississippi. Wow. wow. Yes. Yes. That, and that's, that was wonderful. Oh, and it yes. just it's yeah. just another notch up under my belt, another way of making me say, Hey, girl, you gotta get something done. Yes. Right. Somebody gotta yes. you gotta help some yes. people. Yes. You're a real shero. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. You know, yes. And, and one of the other things is once like your friend that you have can come out of those crises. She can PowerPoint and teach yes. those same, you know, classes for. And the, she is uh, not afraid to speak for the on it. So yes. that would be absolutely wonderful. Yes. And it's and it's it, it, that is the evidence or the symptom of uh, getting free, becoming healthy. Yes. Uh, when a person is able to talk about it, mm -hmm. when you can't remember it, uh, because you've pushed it so far down. Right. Then you're not healthy. Right. And so some therapy or some some sort of way of extracting that from you, getting it out there mm -hmm. begins the healing. Where you can tap it and pull it out mm -hmm. begins the healing process. Right. And I think the, the the easiest way is to see that I'm when I make this self disclosure, I'm going to set somebody else free. So you sacrifice yourself mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to 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 help somebody else. Right. Which is incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yes. And that's, the Penny Center to me is going to be that therapy for that woman, for that girl yes. um, who has been through so much for her to finally come out and say, hey, I'm, I'm actually free. Mm -hmm. Somebody has mm -hmm. actually taught me how to count my money. Mm. Somebody has taught me <laughs> how to set up a bank account. Yes. Somebody has actually yes. made contact yes. for me to get me some yes. housing yes. so me and my children mm. will right. have somewhere to stay. Okay, so I've gotten this now. I got to help somebody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to be, uh, you touch and go. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch you yes. on your shoulder. You touch somebody yes. else. Go on and on and on. So I'm looking forward to working with the Haven House. Definitely. One of our shelters here mm -hmm. in Mountain of Faith. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Betty James and I, mm -hmm. she, we've talked on, on many occasions about working together as a team. That's so I'm looking forward to the center uh, being an avenue for them to bring mm -hmm. those ladies to so yes. they can come to class every day and have something to look forward yes. to. So uh, I'm just waiting on, on everything to just fall in place. Wow. You know, it's amazing what you're doing. Yes. It really is. Because sometimes people don't really understand that we just need somebody. You know, it's like I was telling someone the other day, you see a young girl and, and there's two or three more babies. You know, that young girl needs some support of somebody, you know, to be able to help her and guide her. Because one of the things that she gets stuck on is whatever man comes along to say, I love you. But he beat her or mm -hmm. abused her or abused the children. They shouldn't, no one should have to live that way. Right. No one should ever have to live that way. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. because she didn't get the love that she need from her father, mm -hmm. most times we will look for love in the wrong, in the wrong places right. just to feel that I'm important. It's right. just like domestic violence. People will stay in that relationship because they feel like if, if he's beat me, at least I know he care about me. Hmm. Right. You know, and it should not be that way right. because our life has a meaning. Right. 
and the penny center should and definitely that's one of my goals as well i want this man to come in who has been a changed man yes. right through your program to say yeah. hey this yes. is what I used yes. to do, yes. and I'm ashamed of yes. it. But yes. I can tell you now, it's nothing that yes. you need to accept, and let me tell you why. Mm. I would love for them to not only hear it coming from me, from somebody who's actually done it. Right. Yes. So right. they'll know that, yes. hey, this mm. man, so all men aren't the same, mm. right. but people can change. Mm. I definitely want them Absolutely. to see that at yes. the Penny Center. You know, Miss uh, Sanders did a 12-week class for some women in uh, Grenada, Mississippi, um, and the spectrum of age went from 14 to 74. Mm -hmm. Their lives have been changed, but they didn't have any men in the room until the last couple of times. Mm -hmm. It was me, mm -hmm. and I came in and taught self-defense um, and something else. Uh, mm -hmm. But, but by the time I got there. They were doing well yes. enough to accept me. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It would be nothing that. Down. Yeah. It's nothing <laughs> that you can just. Uh, hey, you pull the hot sauce in there real quick. Not that fast. You got to work your way into it. Yeah. So otherwise, definitely, yeah. that would be uh, something that I would consider. Yeah. I know yes. how that would work. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I know one of the ladies was seventy-four years. Well, there's a couple. It was uh, all of them had a sir. But um, there was one that was 74 years old, and the second time that she had told anybody that she was abused, the first time it happened, her mother slapped her on the couch because she didn't believe it. Right. And the second time when she told her story in my class. And you could just see the layers just going off of her. I mean, her whole facial expression really changed because she says, if you can come and tell me all those things that happened to you, I can definitely get mm -hmm. free. You have to heal. And yes. Mm -hmm. you have to and heal. they are such most beautiful women. And another one, she was ooh, she was a comedian. But uh, her husband, they lived in Grenada. Her sister lived in, what is the next little town? Uh, Winona or something. No, it was South Haven. South Haven. Oh. South Haven. South Haven. She had not seen her sister in 10 years. Because her husband said, no, you can't go up there without me, and I'm not going. Right. And so in the class, we had so many different conversations and, and different things that we talked about, about how to get free. And she says, one day, something just went all over me. She said he would come in at night, he would be drinking, 70-some years old, and drinking, wants to mess with me. And she said he came in. And uh, just yelling, fussing, and cussing because he would belittle her. And she said, he came in, he did all this stuff. And I told him, don't go past this door. She said, now, you know when you get a certain age, he's going to sleep in one room, you're going to sleep in the other. And I said, okay. <laughs> she said, he would come to my door. She said, I dare you to cross that line. And we're sitting there looking at her. And she goes, I dare you to cross that line. He stepped one foot over. She says, I'm telling you. You better get on the other side of the door and you need to stay over there. And he said, what's wrong with you? You must be crazy you going up to that church where that gal at talking about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he, she ended up, he ended up coming across the line. She had a big old can of spray. Mm -hmm. She sprayed him up and down. Mm -hmm. So he goes and called the daughter and asked the daughter, what's wrong with your mama? That, your mama been acting silly ever since she went to that, to that class that gal mm -hmm. is teaching. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, he, she asked the mom what was wrong she says I'm tired of him mm -hmm. 
He said, he's a big old cockroach. Mm -hmm. So I sprayed him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he left and went on about his business. But he started treating her differently. Mm -hmm. And Respect. I know at the, right. yeah, after graduation, he actually came to the graduation, would never come to church. Mm -hmm. Wow. Never come yeah, to church. Right. But he was sitting right. there with his white suit on, just sitting up just as straight as he could, you know. But he, he was there at church on that Sunday. It was amazing. And it was really a, a change for her because she noticed the change in him because she was sort to call him on things when she would just cry and go on. And she said, you can't talk to me like that no more. Right. And, right. and he stopped. Mm -hmm. He stopped. Education. So it's amazing. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. Yes. So um, let's talk about what your goals are, let's say for 2020. Okay. Um, for the Penny Center. Okay. My goals for 2020 definitely will definitely are going to be to get the center up and going. At this point, uh, I need to clean it out, uh, get some of the debris and stuff that's in there. And that's not really anything major. But uh, since it is a nonprofit, so and we're not getting any funds, uh, not at this point, um, I'm needing, uh, you know, paint or and furniture. Uh, anything that I can, you know, somebody will be willing to donate and help. So, but um, at least get the facility going to right. where we can get it set up for the ladies to be able to come and, and be in a, a surrounding to where it's family oriented. Um, I'm looking forward to other agencies uh, jumping aboard, including the city, um, yeah, being a part of the Penny Center, the absolutely. city of Vicksburg. So um, I'm just wanting people to just get the notion that the Penny Center is the place to be mm -hmm. if you're ready to change your life mm -hmm. and help somebody else, especially mm -hmm. with something that you're going through, such as domestic violence. Mm -hmm. I know that once you get into the Penny Center, it's going to be a little bit more than just domestic. It's going to mm -hmm. be other mm -hmm. women that have been hurt that mm -hmm. need help and other things. And Absolutely. I don't definitely ain't going to shun you know, from helping. Right. I'm going to mm. help as many people as I can because I know sex trafficking mm. is an issue that we're having yes. as well. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely want to help those victims as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, they're on the, just on the same level as a person that's been abused oh. because that's the reason why that they're there. Right. And that situation, so the mm. pity center, just for this year, getting it up and going, getting some help from as many people as I can to have the center running. So, I can help as many people as I can. Yeah. So we're going to make an appeal right here and right now that the Penny Center needs volunteers. Yes. Um, we had a chance to tour the facility mm -hmm. and uh, your vision was very clear. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of clutter and debris that would be a great project for uh, a school or a civic center, civic club, uh, church, mm -hmm. uh, AmeriCorps. You know, some, to come through and do the cleaning and even some of the demolition that you need yes. uh, just to have that volunteer help. Yes. Um, but again, you mentioned that you were a 501c3 nonprofit. Yes. So donations would help you as well. Yes. So we're making right. an appeal right now, folks. If you're out there <laughs> and you're looking for a worthwhile cause uh, that uh, every dime, every cent, would would uh, be meaningful to uh, human service needs in your local area. This is definitely one that you want to consider. So what's the burning, compelling, bubbling up message you want to get out 
right now. There is a way out. Watch my video. Um, it will put you in perspective with just letting someone know that, hey, there is help. Somebody's willing to help me mm. and we're going to get it done together. So my burning desire is to help as many women as I can uh, to uh, lift off on their own and move forward with their life. And so that they can show their daughters that um, they can do it. Anything is possible. So there is a way out. It is a way that, out. That's, that's the message. Yes. Okay. And, and there's a saying that says you don't know what you don't know. And most folks have no clue that there is mm -hmm. a way out. And they feel doomed and helpless to live this, the lifestyle. I remember Miss Sanders saying, is my life going to always be this way? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. So. You know, and, and one of the things that I, that I run into uh, with, the non, with my nonprofit organization, I have, I've had several women say, well, I don't mind supporting, but... I've never gone through sexual abuse, so what do I do? So the thing is, if you don't mind supporting, support somebody that you know that have gone through it. Correct. You know, if you give $20 this month or $25 the next month, you have no idea what that $25 would do for a nonprofit organization because I know, you yes. know, because I've actually experienced that and everything that I have pretty much have done has been out of my pocket. You know, right. we have some sponsors that, that contributes, but it's been out of our pockets, you know, and you don't have to go through a trial and tribulation to be an asset to somebody else. Correct, right. correct. Right. And I right. actually um, uh, put out, sent out an email to several other employees that I work with um, in the month of October so they can donate uh, money. I did $20.19, mm -hmm. $200.19, right. oh, and just cool. whatever that they could, you know, donate. Right. I was able to get up a little money from some mm -hmm. of the employees. So I'm hoping that maybe I can send the message out again. Uh, sure. In fact, a lot of them, I have a uh, the cash app. I have mm -hmm. it set up right. to where, and it actually went directly into the bank right. for yes. the penny center. So I already, yes, I already have an account set up. It's <laughs> good. That's so good. and not only that, um, I have a, a P.O. box as well. So if there were any donations that needed to be made through cash app, um, anybody that uses Cash Cash App knows that you have to have the dollar right. sign first, and right. it's the Penny Center, P E N I C E N T E R Penny Center, and it will go directly into the account at uh, Bancor South. In fact, is there a phone number? Mm -hmm. um, I I don't have it on me at this okay. point, okay. but I'll definitely get with you all. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, just text that to me. Okay, okay. So your PO box is my PO box is three nine one eight two. Vicksburg, Mississippi, 39180. And your email? Email, it's thepennycenter at gmail.com. And it's P-E-N-I. Yes, P-E-N-I. And then center, C-E-N-T-E-R. And the website? And the website is www.thepennycenter at gmail.com. Okay, got it. Awesome, got it. awesome. Well, any final remarks? Uh, I'm looking forward to working with uh, the ladies in my community. Um, a lot of them already know me, Penny mm -hmm. Jones. Um, 
they, anybody at this point, if, um, if for more information, they can call me at 601-597-2270. I'll be glad to help them with any projects um, or any answers that they need as far as domestic is concerned, sex trafficking, um, GEDs, mm -hmm. um, Alcorn State University, any anything that I can help them with, they can just give me a call. That's awesome. Great. That is great. Yeah. Want to thank you so very much. You are so very welcome. Very much. You you have no idea what this is going to do for a lot of people. Yes. And I'm I have this emotion going on inside of my stomach. I can just feel it that there are great things that's going to happen. It is. And and you know and moving forward because we know that during holiday times and we do other times in in our life most of the holidays there's all kinds of things that's going on with women not just women but men too but yes. but to me my my passion is women getting us out of you know the darkness into the light so i really thank you so much for being here and you i thank you all for allowing me to come oh, here and tell my story you're so absolutely yes. thank you so and much. we look forward to having you back oh, yes. again sounds yes. good yes. so we yes. we uh, are expecting like Miss Sanders always said, we're expecting great things from yes. you. And they so. are going to come from Peter yes. Jones. Absolutely. Yes, I yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time once again. <laughs> but it's been a plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege yes. to have Deputy Chief of Police of Vicksburg, Mississippi, Miss Penny Jones, as our guest. And we'll see you next week. Yes, same time. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings Radio, where we are planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and helping you take positive steps towards your freedom. We're here every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We hope that you will join us. May you ever be delighted with the presence of our Lord as you continue in His will. Have a great week, everybody.